Yo, I'm tired of shit, man. I'm tired of it. Alright, yo, tell me how you feel. Yo, son, check the fly shit, son. What's up, cousin? What you, how you doing? Yo, baby, check it, man. I got this new podcast idea. For real, man. Fuck all this 24 episodes about weird-ass movie shit, man. No doubt, no doubt. My man got it out of state for 15. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like, fuck all of this podcast shit. You know, like, we gotta move, dog. We gotta move. We gotta migrate. We gotta get the fuck out of Cincinnati, bounce, man, and start fucking with bigger and better shit. No more motherfucking podcasts about weird-ass Japanese movies. You know what I'm saying? When you waiting, you know what I mean? You know, there's a pot of gold right here. You know, this is it. This is glory, you know what I'm saying? So, yo, the first thing we gotta do, man, you know, with this cream when we get it, because, you know, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta build, because I'm not trying to be just sitting on some motherfucking 200,000 and acting like I'm just a podcaster all my life. I got bigger and better plans, son. You know, you know what I'm saying? We gotta move on, man. And you know, you know I be fucking with anybody, man, son. So as long as the love and trust is there, we gonna grow, God. We gonna grow. You know what I'm saying? We gonna grow like a plant. Let's not think like we gonna be stagnating, man. Let's keep moving ahead, man. Keep our head up, man. Take care of our families, man. And let's build a new mutual aberration society, man. We back. Um, I'm Ryan. If you haven't guessed, or if you haven't listened to this, uh, but being that it's 52 episodes in, um, hopefully uh, you have listened to this before. So I don't need to explain who I am. But if you haven't, welcome, uh, welcome. Uh, today I'm going to be talking about uh, Shin Common uh, Rider. <laughs> This movie um, is actually non, uh, it's, it's, it's not rated. That's one of the things that I noticed uh, when I, because I actually went, when I saw that this was playing, um, I think it's a Fathom Events showing, I believe. When I saw this was playing at, at, at that local AMC, I was like, yeah, I got to go check this out. Because it had, it had come out um, a few months back uh, earlier uh, in Japan, um, and then it finally got its got some uh, you know limited theatrical uh, showings. Uh, I think I think it might be just a one day thing. Um, but yeah, as soon as I saw it, I was like, yeah, I gotta check it out. Now it's directed by uh, uh, Hidaki Anno, um, and Hidaki Anno is a uh, very well known uh, filmmaker and. Uh, animator i mean he's known he's known probably the most for for uh neon genesis uh evangelion um he's the guy behind that but he's also you know outside of doing anime i mean it's a hugely popular influential uh anime series of, of films and whatnot um 
but he did Shin Godzilla, uh, uh, which was, a, again, a, another popular sort of uh, Shin title um, of a, of a, of a, of a uh, very uh, well-known Japanese series, of obviously the Godzilla movies. I think he also did like the uh, the live adaptation of uh, Cutie Honey, uh, which is, you know, um, again, known as, an, I think Cutie Honey is also, he did, I think he did a Cutie Honey, he did a, a Cutie Honey anime, he did the anime and he did uh, the live action uh, film version of it as well. He did the Return of Ultraman movie, um, you know, like again, uh, so, so he's one of those uh, names that like, I was like, oh, they're doing a Shin Kamen Rider and it's. It's Anno that's directing it. Okay, so I was in. And I also saw that uh, the GOAT is in it um, in a very limited role, uh, Shinya Tsukamoto. Shinya Tsukamoto has a very brief brief cameo role in, in the new Shin Kamen Rider movie. Um, now, to talk a little bit about the movie. Um, well, first, let's do uh, what I always do, which is kind of read these the, the letterbox synopsis for for Shin Kamen Rider uh, and it goes a little something like this those which change those which never change and those that don't want to change Hongo Takeshi awakens to discover he has been transformed into a grasshopper hybrid cyborg becoming the masked rider he must fight the mysterious evil organization shocker to protect all of mankind okay Yes, uh, Hongo does literally awaken and he is transformed into this common writer. Now, as, as the synopsis uh, already mentioned, common is actually another name is, is mask. I think common is, I think that might be the, the literal translation. Common is a Japanese word and it's, it means mask because it's a masked writer. Um, but yeah, he's this sort of he has this grasshopper style helmet and, and this very kind of, again, Power Ranger Sentai style body armor outfit. Uh, and and, and it, it, the, the movie opens with this scene of him fighting, you know, and it's, it's a pretty like violent scene too. He's like killing all these guys. Um, and yeah, there is this organization called Shocker that, uh, again, a funny title, <laughs> Shocker. Uh, they run around uh, putting two in the pink and one in the stink. No, I'm, I'm, that's a bad joke. I'm, I, my apologies. <laughs> uh, shocker doesn't do that. Uh, the shocker. Uh, again, I'm trying to make shocker puns. Uh, but um, yeah, like it, it kind of just throws you into this. And I think the expectation is that like the audience who would come to see uh, a common writer movie would already be acquainted with the series and sort of know what it is. Um, and if you don't, it's... It's very interesting because I'm really, I've always been aware of Kamen Rider, uh, but I really wasn't like, I'm not like watching the series or watching the show uh, or, or reading the manga. Um, you know, I've seen bits and pieces of different, you know, Kamen Rider stuff throughout the time, throughout the time. But the biggest thing was like, I saw it was Ano and I was like, yeah, I got to check this out. And then, and then again, throw in Shinya Tsukamoto and, and I'm like, all right, cool. I'm, 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 you know, this was a movie that I was like, yeah, I got I got to see. I, I liked Shin Ultraman as well. Uh, so yeah, I've been just interested in sort of these movies um, as the sort of like Japanese alternative to what you know um, Marvel is doing. You know, give me this over, you know, uh, sort of the cape shit that we get here, um, which is funny because I wonder. Like, I feel like the average sort of typical audience, American audience, uh, 
would probably view this as like lesser uh but again like it's not lesser it's it's actually i don't know I, there's something about it like this this it has heart for sure and but it's also just insane in that way that only sort of like these sort of japanese films can be and i mean that in a good way too it's, it's insane in a good way not not in a bad way uh but to try to even describe this movie there's so much shit happening um there's so much there's so much like uh like they introduce you to like all of these concepts that I guess like whether you're familiar with them or not, you're going to be by the end of the movie because they keep hammering them uh, kind of like over and over again. Like like uh, you know, these 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 com the common writer is like working with a uh, uh, I don't even know how you would describe this sort of like organization it's some sort of government organizations think like in an, like i don't know like cia or sort of like fbi over here like the intelligence uh organization that's affiliated with the government of japan um they're sort of like uh i don't know there's these other uh hybrid cyborg people who have been sort of uh, Shocker has basically they work for Shocker. Uh, Shocker's goal is very weird because the goal is uh, they want to deliver happiness to all mankind, but their form of happiness is actually, uh, you know, um, involves like pretty much um, either the outright sort of killing of humankind or some sort of enslavement. You get the sense. I mean, even though. Though they never quite use those words, and there's a main character which, uh, which basically they call the first of all. Let me back it up a little bit because again, like this is a ser this is a movie that kind of like throws a lot at you. But uh, Hongo, who is common writer, is an augment or what they call augs, right? And he, and he is an aug, and he fights a series of different augmented people. Uh, but he is like a grasshopper aug. So Shinya Tsukamoto plays the sort of doctor scientist who creates a common Rider. He turns Hongo um, into the common Rider with the goal of being able to use him to fight against Shocker and these other um, Augs. Now, it's basically uh, a, a him kind of like fighting like different versions. Like there's a bat Aug, which is literally a guy. He's like a human bat guy that they fight first. Then there's like... Um, the 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 main real suit the main baddie in this is is uh who's an aug is a butterfly aug who is the brother of uh uh the 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 basically the co-star of the movie um and and which is a woman who 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 is the daughter of the Sukamoto character and is introduced in the beginning of of the film and Sukamoto is killed by this spider spider aug this spider aug uh character um in front of uh uh common rider and, and and his daughter um but as he's dying he tells him to promise to take care he makes he makes hongo um common rider promise that he would take care of his daughter so he does make that promise before he's killed by the uh spider aug guy <laughs> um and then uh like yeah like 
that kicks off the story, but the daughter is uh, has been sort of raised to be sort of this always. She always says this all the time. I'm, I'm prepared for everything. She's like a very a very determined woman with her own set of skills, even though she's not augmented whatsoever. Um, she does take on these these cyborg uh, creatures, and she does she, she's viewed as a traitor because she, she used to be just much like her father, part of the. Uh, the organization uh, shocker so like immediately when she encounters these different uh, augs they all call her a traitor um, but she decides to to take them out alongside a common writer and the government basically uh, steps in and says yo like they actually go to a safe house um, after they after they have this initial battle with one of the augs and when they get to the safe house, it's supposed to be secure. But these men in these men in suits, these men in black style figures, these, you know, again, these Japanese CIA type guys are there waiting for them. And they basically make them an offer like work for us to help us destroy, you know, shocker. Um, and we will, you know, we'll, we'll probably just, you know, we'll be cool with y'all. We will let y'all live. And, you know, basically, if you refuse, then, you know. It could go, we could go down that route, but I don't think you guys want to. You know, it's a very, you know, overt kind of threat, more or less. Um, so, of course, the girl in, I guess, Hongo, a.k.a. Common Rider, agree. Because they have, they have some skin in the game. They definitely want, want to stop this organization. I mean, obviously, they killed, uh, they killed uh, Shinya Tsukamoto's character in the beginning in front of them. And, you know, ultimately, uh, despite some reservations by Hongo, uh, you know, they do agree to do this. They do, they do, and they immediately, uh, again, set about to start killing, uh, doing battle um, with these different, you know, versions of uh, kind of insect, cyborg, augs, characters, much like a... TV show, a TV show. It's you know what I mean. Like you could tell this is the the the, the roots of of Common Rider come from a show because the whole plot, if you even want to call it that, is very much um, based on like them fighting little mini bosses over and over again. What's that? What's interesting is there's this figure in the background called K, who's like a true 100% robot, and then there's this uh, artificial intelligence called I which uh, K and I are sort of like these uh, super computers behind Shocker who are the ones, they were created by a man and then he, he, he was the one that sort of wanted them to, uh, he, he gave them the goal of and programmed them to sort of have the goal of uh, creating happiness for all mankind and then he like killed himself and left them to do, set about to do that. But again, the I, these sort of intelligent machines, their ideas of what uh, would create happiness for all mankind uh, is actually, in fact, something that uh, mankind uh, is resistant to. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's just it's a series of, like, interesting, cool-ass fights, really, more or less, you know what I mean? Like, to try to go into... Ab uh, the plot is not even... Um, an important aspect of what Common Rider is, or what this movie is, really. I mean, honestly, it's just a fun movie uh, that's has a lot of. You can see uh, Ano brings his sort of like anime flair uh, to to this, you know, um, which I think is something is, is an aspect that he probably brings to 
all of his sort of live action films that he directs like you could tell he's a guy who comes from sort of that anime background because his movies are essentially um it's appropriate that he's adapted um you know live action animes because i mean that's essentially what this is i mean from the way that they utilize the cgi uh to the fight scenes to the way the characters move the dialogue everything it's very much like watching a a a live cartoon and it's you know what i mean like so uh and it 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 doesn't one thing i appreciated about uh this is it does have this weird uh, it does make these weird attempts at having some kind of uh, uh what I would describe as a philosophical point to all of this insanity that's uh, we're seeing on screen. Um, and they sort of hammer it home through the character of the, uh, I think, uh, the butterfly og, um, which is, again, like the son of the Shinya Tsukamoto uh, doctor character and the brother of the girl who is basically Common Rider's, um, you know, sidekick. If anything, Common Rider's kind of her sidekick in the beginning, you know. Um, just, but there's just kind of a swap. But but he's he has this uh, goal of sending all of people uh, people's souls, or what they call uh, I believe I believe the uh, what do they call it the 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 prana. I think that's what they say. They call it prana, like a people's prana. It's constantly referred to in this in this movie. The it's like one's soul, one's essence. Well, the the but her, her the the butterfly og character, uh, the son of uh, Sukamoto's character. He has been modified to be sort of like his half butterfly, half human cyborg character. But he he has this goal of sending these souls to this what I can only describe as like a um, limbo, some sort of like realm that exists for the soul that outside of the body where you can't die anymore and all of the souls can gather. But this place is artificially was artificially created by uh by by uh, Sukamoto's children, his daughter and and and, and the son. Um, so, and, and and what we discover is that his goal is, he he wants to uh, to bring happiness to all mankind. But his way of doing that is basically taking everyone's soul and putting it in this sort of weird nether realm um, for them to exist forever without time. And the sister has said like basically like this is this that like that place is hell and it's not a place where you can live uh and be happy uh but the brother has it in his mind um that that's that is this is the only option but it gets into this backstory with him about like why he feels this way which is basically his mother his mother died and he felt helpless against being able to to prevent it and now he wants his own sort of revenge for that and there's it again but again i say all that to say back to sort of like the the philosophical aspects to the story is like you can re you really get the sense that like ano is trying to infuse a criticism um about humanity um 
and, it, and it's a way that feels sort of earnest to me like you know what i mean like not in that kind of like uh does it get a little melodramatic maybe at points i mean yeah probably that would be probably a fair uh a fair thing to say about a uh, shin common writer uh when it comes to sort of the, those those elements of of it uh but honestly i mean it has it does have a little some meat to it there it's not i mean it is it is it is a common writer movie i mean and it delivers on that level you don't have to look any deeper into it to derive any sort of sense of enjoyment out of it and entertainment ultimately common writers this cool looking guy with this bug helmet who rides around on a motorcycle and the motorcycle does really cool things um <laughs> i didn't mention that this is definitely um again that's why his name is the mask rider by the way because he does ride a motorcycle um and that is a prominent uh part of of uh the, the common rider's uh character he's this masked motorcycle riding uh hero um but yeah like it has a lot of interesting sort of uh things that, that what 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 constitutes a soul uh what it, what what it, what is you know li the differences you know what is human life it's like those those existential questions but it, they're not like they're not like i mean they are overt i'm not gonna sit there and act like this is like subtle but it's also kind of like the way that it the way that it's presented through the narrative and sort of the way that that the characters uh kind of uh talk about this those those things i just found to be sort of very uh it, it, it went down easy um maybe that's because i was reading subtitles and i can't speak japanese um maybe again i, I am fully aware that i give uh movies that are non-english speaking uh films or stories I give them probably more um, leeway because I don't understand the native language. Uh, I can, I can, I can. Um, I love watching subtitle films though because while I can't understand the language, I can hear the voice, and it, when it, when the voice and the tone of the voice, um, when it matches the performance. While I read along with the English subtitles, I can get a better sense of the meaning. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I don't really, I'm not a big fan of dubbed English, overdubbed stuff. Because it's like you got someone else doing a voiceover in English. And a lot of times it sort of loses sort of the context that you could derive. Like the context clues that you could derive from hearing someone speak in their native tongue. And saying something like, you know, even if you don't understand the word, you, you're aware of sort of like the pitch or the way it sounds, the way it's said, is it, is it low? Is it, is it, does it sound aggressive? You know, those are the things that you miss when you watch, you know, uh, international movies, foreign movies for those, you know, I, I guess people, do people say foreign anymore? Foreign films? I mean, I feel like in the sort of time that we live in, like that is even perceived as like, oh, you can't say foreign. I'm like, it's only foreign because it's not from the country that uh you live in but like if you lived in another country you know then any movie that came from america would be a foreign film 
but whatever. <laughs> uh, again, you know, that's another classic MAS digression. Um, and there's going to be more to come, so buckle up. Um, because again, I don't really want to focus too much uh, on on sort of the plots, or, or the the plots of of Common Rider, um, or Shin Common Rider specifically. The film. I mean, we could talk about the plots of the Common Rider series, but I really am not that versed in it to be a hundred percent honest. So it's like, what's the point? And why would I go off on tangents about like a TV show um, that I've really, I'm not really that, you know, I'm not that, I'm not, I'm not that aware of it, like outside of the most superficial way. Um, so it's like, yeah, I mean, what I can say about uh, the franchise that I know is that like, it is one of those where it's like, there's, it's, it's definitely iconic. Like, again, like this, this bug eyed this bug-eyed helmet wearing guy with the with this motorcycle and the scarf scarf is another uh aspect or element to the common rider the mask rider character you know he has this scarf that he wraps around his neck and in and in and in shin common rider um the 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 main the 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 main characters uh, are the co-star uh the 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 doctor's daughter uh, aka sukamoto's daughter um, she gives Common uh, Rider his scarf, um, and then there's a second Common Rider, which is was created by her brother, who's initially brainwashed. He's, I guess, Rider number two, um, and she he uh, she gives him a scarf too once she deprograms him, and then there becomes two Common Riders. Again, like I could go into all the detail about this, but like no, just it's pointless. You know, the point is like. Uh, Shin Kamen Rider is definitely a very Japanese uh, film, and and it's a very Japanese character, and it's and I know it's and it's a new movie, um, and it does it it does have some interesting violence, uh, interesting violence. <laughs> uh, that should be like a, that's this, this podcast could kind of that's an alternative name for this podcast. Interesting violence, the interesting violence podcast. Uh, because the whole reason that I'm probably talking about it is because I do think that a uh, common writer is a um, a movie that while probably mainstream in Japan it is far from it here um, though I was impressed that like there were a handful of guys uh, mostly neck beard types uh, and guys who look like you would expect uh, in the theater uh, <laughs> Uh, in the theater, I guess, I mean, I was in there with him, so I'm not, I'm not trying to throw shade or anything like that, for sure, I mean, if anything, I'm like, well, I'm looking around, and, and, and they're in there, and I'm in here, so does that make me, um, in the boat with these dudes? I mean, like, I don't think so, because, you know, I, 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 I mean, yes and no, <laughs> uh, you know, um, I'm a little bit more, there's a little bit more to, to me than sort of, uh, you can't really pigeonhole me, put it that way. Um, uh, at least I like to believe, uh, write, write in, um, listeners and tell me if, if, if I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> um, oh, but in all seriousness, um, no, but like, I just really wanted to talk about this movie cause it's a new movie that I know is like basically, uh, not going to get talked about, um, which again, you know, that's my thing, you know, talking about things that I feel aren't being talked about. Um, and this is a movie that while it did get a theatrical release, I think like, I think it's a one day engagement type of deal. Um, and it is a new one. It is definitely so Japanese that 
Um, no one is really going to be talking about it uh, to probably to any extent, um, at least not in the podcast space, outside of the very niche podcast, which this is a niche podcast, uh, that probably center more around stuff that comes from Japan. Uh, um, my podcast is not specifically Japan, even though Japan does talk uh, I mean, J- Japan. Japan does come up a lot, and films from Japan come up on a lot, come up a lot on 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 MAS. Uh, but I mean, I'm 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 talk I I talk about anything and everything under the sun. Uh, but yeah, I just feel like because Japan just routinely has uh, I don't know a sensibility that's kind of ingrained in the in the art that comes out of there. Yeah, there's no surprise that I continuously ret- find myself returning to uh, Japan um, to to sort of uh, find some weird uh, outside the norm kind of material. I mean, I mean, it's a it's an easy go to put it that way. It's an easy go to. You're tired of looking, uh, or you're tired of sort of viewing your typical uh, studio Hollywood fair. Uh, well, just go to look and look over what they're doing in Japan. And I mean, it's like a great like default thing when you just want to see something that's potentially uh, weird and potentially sort of uh, going against the sort of uh, status quo or social norms. It's very easy to just. Be like, okay, what are you doing in Japan? I mean, I guess technically it's probably easy to do that in other... I mean, it's easy to do that. Just look to other countries in general. Um, look what's coming out of other countries because it's definitely... But Japan is really has a unique uh, a unique perspective um, that comes that is uniquely... Uh, this, that's uniquely Japanese that I, that I always find is worth my time and the time of, you know, of others like to just check out. I mean, especially if you're from the... If you're from the Western Hemisphere, um, it, it, it's definitely worth, to me, it's definitely worth the time and, a, and effort. Um, but yeah, I mean, to talk a little bit more about um, uh, Hidakiyano, um, uh for a second, because I do feel like, again, he's another reason why I really wanted to sort of watch this is, you know, um, I, f- I just feel like he's one of those people who, who, who when his name pops up, I just kind of already know, like, oh, there, there's going to be something about this that I'll probably dig, you know, um, at least from a least from a stylistic uh, standpoint. He did also do uh, a uh, uh, an, ad- an adaptation of a uh, uh, Ryu, Ryu uh, Murakami story, which is called uh, Love and Pop, uh, which, I mean, I'm, uh, to be fair, uh, Love and Pop is one of those that's on my list to do an episode about, and, um, I don't know, I don't know if I'm ultimately will do an episode, but don't be surprised if I do do an episode of Love and Pop, you know what I mean, like, uh, or an episode about, uh, Love and Pop, because again, um, I've done episodes where I've mentioned, um, um, Ryu Murakami, and, um, and, 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 and the work of, you know, I'm a big fan of, you know, his books, and, um, and the adaption, and the, the, you know, any adapt, film adaptation of his work, I mean, I've pretty much liked, you know, um, I'm a big fan of uh, Audition, which is the Takashi Miike's uh, adaptation of, of, of uh, Murakami's novel, Audition. I'm a big fan of Piercing, um, which is uh, the uh, an American um, adaptation of uh, Murakami's novel, 
of the same name, Piercing. Um, every every Murakami uh, film adaptation adaptation that I've seen, I've enjoyed, uh, and I, I've, I've in every book that I've read of his, I've enjoyed. So yeah, um, you know, Ano has done Love and Pop, so you know as well. Again, he's just got he's got a very uh, I mean, he's got a very interesting um, style and a very a very interesting sort of uh, POV, which is always a plus when it comes to sort of artists, right? Like you 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 want your artist to uh, to uh, have an interesting POV. And you know what's interesting? I'm browsing. Um, in real time, like it, it's very uh, on Letterboxd when I was looking, kind of looking through um, Ano f uh, films that Ano has directed, and it's just really interesting to see like some of the activity from some of the friends, uh, people I follow on Letterboxd, where like some of them are giving this movie five stars, some of them are giving it a four and a half, and then there's a person that I follow that gave it a half of a star. And that's wild to me. Like a half dog? Like a, you were smoking, like, like a half. That's how you know it's great. Because you can have someone give, 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 uh, 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 and to be fair, this person gave it a half star like five years ago. Uh, shout out to Zach Mosley. <laughs> uh, why did you give Love and Pop a half star? I should, I should have had him on here. Um, but I'm trying to, again, I'm trying, as much as, like I said last episode, I'm trying to veer away from guests. Uh, not because I'm, I don't plan on it. No, I'm gonna have guests again, but I really want to, um, really want to do a lot more solo episodes. So that's my goal. My goal is to start mixing it up more to where it's at le very least a fifty-fifty, you know, or even a sixty-forty uh, sort of solo to guest ratio. Because uh, I just feel like, again, I've already explained this probably in the last episode, but uh, I just feel like sometimes, you know, I just want to rant. And like other times, I want a, com a real conversation about something. Um, and I have a tendency to rant regardless of the situation, right? I definitely rant when I have guests. Uh, but as you can see, as you can hear, um, I can rant when there's no guests. And I feel like if I'm going to monopolize a conversation about something and just sort of like spitball my thoughts into a mic, um, it's better that I do that solo sometimes than just sort of over talk someone. I definitely don't want to do that because if I if I have a guest on, I, I that's because I want to have uh, a converse, an actual conversation, and I and I want to hear their perspective and their opinion because it's different, you know, and it, it, it's different than mine. And I do love a good conversation. Um, but yeah, um, maybe I will do an episode on Love and Pop. Maybe I will reach out to Zach and be like, Hey, dude, you want to come and talk about why you gave this movie a half star? That'd be interesting. Or maybe I could bring on somebody who loved it. I have friends that gave it five stars. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, but yeah. <laughs> uh, again, what did I tell you about tangents? Um, this that's what I do. I, I do tangents. Um, because Love and Pop isn't even the movie I came to talk about, but it but it's related because it's directed by the same person. Um, but yeah, Shim Common Writer. If you're into sort of uh this Super Sentai style uh. Japanese uh, fair, you should definitely if you if you like if you're a fan of things like Ultraman, um, you will dig you will dig this. You know what I mean? If 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 you're a fan of this kind of you know um, I don't know like hyper stylized live action uh, anime style uh, stuff, then I I I would say 
seek this one out. Um, by the time this episode drops, I'm not certain that you could watch this in theaters. Uh, again, like I've only seen it's playing the today, which is the day that I saw it. <laughs> um, um, I don't see any other showtimes, but that doesn't mean there isn't. I mean, you could definitely look 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 it up. But if not, I'm pretty sure this will be uh, on the internet soon, um, whether it's for rent or stream or stream or, or to stream or or to buy in some capacity, um, or you know, um, or on the famous uh, uh, torrent sites. I mean. Um, I'm not necessarily saying download it illegally, um, but I'm also not not saying that either. You, you, the choice is yours. I will leave that to you, the listener, uh, on, on what you decide to do or don't do when it comes to uh, how you view movies. Um, I'm not one of those people who, yes, I am a screenwriter, and I am with. Uh, I'm not going to call. I am a filmmaker for sure. Uh, I, I, I started out filmmaking. Um, I'm definitely. Um, I'm definitely um, plotting a feature film uh, that I plan on uh, making and releasing in the near future. Yeah, I know, I know. But the, I've, I've got a lot on my plate. You know, I don't really want to talk too much because, again, for those who listen, they know that I have a, a, a book that that I that I'm supposed to be dropping, which again is coming. Um, but I am simultaneously working on a paid screenwriting gig. Um, and yes, I'm not part of the WGA, so I'm, I'm allowed to, to do that <laughs> um, I'm, um, as a non-guild writer. Um, so I'm definitely, uh, I've got things on my plate, and I definitely don't want to um, talk about things that um, I'm not finished with, uh, because I, I feel like uh, I'm just at a point where uh, I just... I want to be able to have things out there and then just point to them and not just be, you know, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. And, and again, it's just, it's just, it's a tired thing, but I, but I do want to mention it because I do want to bring it back to while this podcast is for everyone. It is for everyone. It's not just for people who make shit. I do always want to reiterate that it is a podcast made by someone who makes shit. Um, and it's made from that perspective. And I think that that perspective is a valuable one. Um, it's not just a podcast that's just about, um, and all my, a lot of my favorite podcasts are, and a lot of my guests are, are, are creatives, you know, in some form or fashion who do make things. Um, I always love a perspective of, of, of criticism through the lens of an artist, you know, like, um, the artist critic. That's always been an aspect. I feel like, uh, good, good artists are critics whether they're officially critics or not you know they always say people if you're artist or what's what's the saying the cliche is like um if you critics are people who who who, who couldn't you know who, who aren't artists and i'm like no that's bullshit like well yes there are some critics who are definitely not artists and their whole soul being is i am a critic uh I feel like all artists have an opinion and all artists are critics to some degree or another because you have to be a critic. You have to be a critic in order to sort of want to set out to make something, right? You're criticizing, you know, the work that you create. You're criticizing the work that inspires you. You're criticizing the work that inspires you both negatively and positively. So, like, at the heart of an artist, there is there is a uh, critic, and it is something that um, 
you know I do I do think uh, it's important to highlight and it's important to, to talk about uh, on these episodes which is like yo yeah like I review movies uh, you know um, I've been my podcast has been uh, shaded and called the movie book report by by people uh, well my one person um, but <laughs> uh, movie book report uh, but it's like hey I mean dog at the end of the day I mean I mean uh, uh, if you want to call these book reports I mean I mean that that's per that's that's to me honestly that that's hilarious because it's like uh what's the fucking wrong with, what's wrong with it's not a book report one but um but what's wrong with that sort of format like what's wrong with sort of talking about something at length that you've viewed or you've read or you've seen you know what I mean like to some degree or another like I feel like that is what most shit is like you know what I mean it's just a very uh funny I just find it amusing I just find it hilarious uh that 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 I don't know that that that's uh that's that's a diss to some to you know what I mean like to some like who's a book report a lot of it's like that that says that says more about the person who has that view than it does uh, the podcast. You know what I mean? But anyways, you know, I mean, it's, again, I'm just I feel like right now I'm just talking to talk, <laughs> uh, and, and I really don't, you know, uh, I really don't care too much about like that that the labels that uh, other people would place on on this podcast, um, even though I'm talking about it. Um, but part of that is because I'm also a big aspect of doing, um, solo podcast is you're kind of thinking in real time because I'm not doing this with a script, you know, um, listen, I write enough scripts in real life. I don't need to write a script to do a podcast. You know what I mean? Um, what you're getting is pretty much unedited and raw, uh, and you know, uh, outside of any sort of necessary, uh, clips that I might insert in between an episode, like I'm, my goal is to to do as little editing as possible on these podcasts. Uh, so you're, you know, I'm I'm trying to give you more of a, an unfiltered view uh, and perspective uh, about what's on my mind and and what what I feel or my opinions are about films, uh, a film, the state of film, the state of creativity. Uh, you know what's you know what food tastes delicious, whatever's, on, whatever's on my mind, um, so, yeah, I think, I think, uh, this is a good, a good point, a good point to put a button, um, on these episodes, and that's, again, that's another, uh, cool aspect about doing solo episodes, is that they tend not to be three hours, now, one day, one day, don't be surprised if you click on an episode of MAS, and it is three hours long, and you notice there's no guest. Because I could definitely do a three-hour solo podcast. Um, will I? Maybe. Uh, it doesn't sound appealing. But also, I can't, again, I can't rule it out. Because it's not something that I'm, it's not something that I'm not capable of doing. Um, I could definitely do uh, a podcast. But if I will make this kind of promise, though, um, as, uh, double back on what I just said about not having a script. If I do bust out a three-hour solo pod- podcast ever, 
I will at least come um, with some kind of uh, pre-written um, document, not not a script, but a document covering and because that means I'm going deep. If I'm going to do a solo three hour, I'm going deep on something. Um, so I'm gonna, I would definitely have some sort of document um, to, to sort of keep me um, on track and not to go off on a tangent because if I feel it's necessary to go deep on something in a solo episode, then I, I, I owe it to the listeners to really stay on point and really go in depth um, in a way that typically I wouldn't um, when it comes to sort of me talking about one movie or one subject or one topic. Uh, which, I mean, I try to go in depth, but I also don't try to bore people. Um, I don't, you know, I want this to be a very loose, uh, feeling, a very loose podcast, a very naturalistic podcast, one where you're getting an actual sense of my opinion, one that feels like it's actually created by a human. Um, you know, um, at the end of the day, whatever criticisms you may have for MAS, MAS is definitely a reflection of the person who created it. And yes, I guess that's kind of me referring myself low-key in third person a little bit uh but you know i mean i mean if you have a podcast you know on some level you know you're kind of um kind of got a little bit of an ego a little bit not a lot i try to keep my ego in check but i do realize that like hey i'm talking i'm talking i'm talking out loud who wants to listen to me um i don't know um but i do feel like it's a form of uh i don't know communication um even if it's one-sided at times, if it's just a listener listening and like, again, like that weird sort of parasocial kind of thing that uh, a lot of podcasts uh, by default have, you know, because most, most people that listen to the podcast, they'll never probably meet, you know, the person who's cr- releasing the podcast. So, but, but if you listen to a, uh, one routinely, then you develop this sense of knowing who that person is. Meanwhile, they have no idea who you are at all. So that, hence that sort of parasocial dynamic that is just inherent to podcasting as a, as a art form. And yes, I use the word art form, um, because there is, it is, it is one. I mean, we could, you could debate if it's a lesser one or not. And I mean, I'm not necessarily saying it is, it isn't, (laughs) because I definitely don't uh, think that, uh, this is just an extension of, 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 of me in general. Like it's, you know, I do so many other things. Um, but it's just, this is, this is just all related. So yeah, uh, I know I said I was going to wrap it up, but, um, I just wanted to hit, hit, hit on that before, uh, before I got out of here. But yeah, uh, Shin Kamen Rider, I know I didn't talk, uh, at length a lot about it in terms of the plot. Um, but I didn't really want to do that with this and I really think that's unnecessary because it is a a masked hero punching people and flying through the air and doing all of the things that sort of you would expect uh, a common writer movie to do um like i said and i did mention before it's got a, it's got some other aspects to it it does have aspirations of being um, more than just that uh and you could say to some degree it achieves being more than that um but yeah it's definitely a movie that i enjoyed a lot and i did give it four stars um why did i give it four stars uh that 
that's a whole other episode that I, <laughs> uh, uh, but just, I'll just say it gets the MAS stamp of approval. Uh, so if you haven't seen Shin Kamen Rider, uh, definitely go check it out. Um, yeah. And, and I, I think like if you're listening, if you listen to all, all the way to the end of this episode, then you probably, you probably find, uh, my opinions at least, uh, interesting enough, you know what I'm saying? To sort of be like, all right, I'm gonna give this a shot. So yeah, check it out. Um, and as always, uh, I do not know how to end podcasts, so I will just end it right now. Peace. Oh goddamn, diamonds all in my front. At seven a.m., I was fucking your love. Eleven a.m., you took that beside the bus. My car lost a lot of friends, but who gives a fuck? I got the money now, that's all that I want Yeah, she ate me for lunch, feel like two pop on my thumb Know some Crips and Bloods, Sandy Boy on Got a lot of people hating on me Tell me why these niggas always hating on me yeah. Coming home, they be waiting on me Like, jump off my dick, all that faking on me Like, oh goddamn, that's the bitch that I want Oh goddamn, diamonds all in my front Tap 7 a.m., I was fucking your love 11 a.m., you took that beside the front My car lost a lot of friends, but who gives a fuck? I got the money now, that's all that I want Yeah, she ate me for lunch, feel like two pop on my thumb Throw some crimps and blush, tanny boy on Got a lot of people hating on me Tell me why these niggas always hating on me Damn. Coming home, they be waiting on me Like jump off my dick, all that faking on me Like oh gosh, damn, that's the bitch that I want